Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sound and Worship Podcast. As you know, we have been in the Worship Music Objections series, and we're going to keep that going today. Today's episode is entitled, How Not to Object. And, you know, we've been talking about how to object for a while or how to answer objections. So today, felt like it would be the perfect time to talk about how not to go about it. Uh, I think it's really a, a challenging thing. I know it's something that challenges me, especially when you're online, you're on Facebook, and uh, you know, you're just behind the keyboard and someone makes a statement that you disagree with. How do you go about it? How do we go about it in everyday life as well? Let's get into it. Hi, what can I help you with today, Justin? Oh, yes. Could I speak with Pastor John for a second? Absolutely. First door on the right. Just give him a knock and he should be available. Come in. Oh, hey, Justin. What's on your mind this afternoon? Oh, yes, Pastor. I just had one thing I wanted to say to you this afternoon. Change the music, man! Two... Weeks later. Huh. Bethel Music, Hillsong, Elevation, Maverick City. What a set list. Guess the pastor didn't listen to my concerns. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Don't know who that awkward guy was, but... Whoever he is, he just felt like he had to do that. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with the last few episodes, but the date that this episode should come out on, Lord willing, is the day that my little daughter is is scheduled to come into this world. And I am so excited. But I wanted to be as awkward as I could, just be the most daddiest dad in the entire world for her. Uh, to look back on and about, I don't know, 10 or 12, 18, 20 years. Uh, so I did that in honor of her. And in the nature of this episode, just wanted to put a little skit together about how not to go about it. I don't know if you guys caught the How to Talk to Your Pastors episode uh, a couple weeks ago, but kind of covered that and had this idea. So <laughs> put it together. But let's get into the rest of this episode. As I was talking about earlier, it's called How Not to Object. And we can go ahead and start off uh, by just getting into some of the comments that I've, that I've seen on Facebook. Because you and I both know there are so many times where you're scrolling through Facebook and, you know, Whatever the topic is, who knows, 
say someone's asking about a song and it happens to be about Hillsong or something like that, you know, should we listen to this song? And so I see so many responses, you know, and I'm sure you do too, especially if you're like most of us who you, you may not comment, but, but uh, you go through a Facebook post or something and you're just scrolling through, just seeing how people are reacting. Um, and you see all sorts of responses Sadly, in a lot of quote-unquote Christian groups, the responses aren't always really, really good. Uh, a lot of times they're really unnecessarily snarky and rude and just just ineffective, really. Not loving, um, among other things. But I want to talk about some examples of that. And this is in no way meant to shame anybody. In fact, I found some... Uh, comments from some posts, and I scrolled way back on a group that I'm not even going to disclose. So I, I didn't even copy the, the people's names in my comments here, my notes. So it's super, super anonymous. But just given a vague overview, let's just get into the first comment. So the person was commenting, and the nature of the post was about, uh, it, it was one of those warnings, uh, Bethel slash Hill song, you know, kind of warning post, don't listen to them. And one of the people commenting said this, who cares? This is petty. Every church has problems. Their music is beautiful and is touching people around the world. Their church is whacked, but their music is music, and it's beautiful. Best worship music out there. Now... If you're like me and you read something like that, if you're not being quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger, as we're commanded in Scripture, it is very, very tempting to be angry and just, it makes you just want to start typing up a response immediately. Um, if you're not thinking about it the right way. And that's what this episode is about. Just a reminder to kind of, you know, take a second. Think about, you know, is a comment like that even worth responding to? It, it may not be. And it's definitely not something that you should let make you angry. Uh, and I'm just being as real as possible. I'm right there with anybody who struggles with that. It, it's just, honestly, it's it's something that we need to repent of, if you're like me, um, to check your motives and to really think about, you know, why am I on social media right now, and this applies in person too, obviously, but, you know, what are my motives in this? Do I really want to see people think about the worship music issue accurately, or am I out to win an argument? You know, how should I respond to someone like this? And honestly, you know, if I were to go through this comment again, it's just so abrupt, you know, it's just, it says, who cares? This is petty. Every church has problems. Their music is beautiful and is touching people around the world. Their church is whacked, but their music is music. And it's beautiful. Best worship music out there. I'll be honest with you. You might drop a, a line there that says, hey, I would encourage you to look into some of the issues with Bethel music and Hillsong, but I wouldn't spend a lot of time with someone who is already commenting like that. Sound like that, you know, it sounds like they have their mind made up. You know, not you know, I wouldn't be against warning that person, but don't spend a lot of time talking to someone like that. 
Um, and then check yourself too. You know, I got to check myself and say, is this comment worth responding to? And worship music already, it's one of those topics, especially amongst people that are around my age and younger. It's like, don't insult my worship music. Um, it's a common thing. People do not want to hear that the worship music they're listening to is is not good or is not coming from sound sources, which is even more of a reason to do it the right way. Take a minute and say, you know what? I'm going to respond to this person. I'm going to provide a reason for what I'm warning them with. And just I'm just going to be real. I'm going to be polite. Firm, not don't have to be fluffy, obviously, and and sugarcoat stuff. But you know, just just be kind, um, just be just be nice to people, and and really try to explain to them the actual issues that are there. You know, that might actually be effective. Uh, if you come up to someone and you're angry and rude, you know, they're not going to listen to you. In fact, they're probably just going to run straight back to their Bethel and Hillsong music and try to forget about, you know, the conversation that, that you had with them. So there's that. On the same post of this very anonymous um, Facebook post, there's another comment here and it says, and th- this one stood out to me, but yeah. So the comment goes as this, so many here are drinking the Kool-Aid of progressive American Christianity. It's no wonder the church has become such a hotbed for lukewarm, sticky, sweet consumers who are only looking to be entertained. Okay, so breaking this comment down. Um, now, is there truth in this comment? Yes, I think there is. You know, I would actually pretty much agree with the statements that are being made, but a few things. Uh, what stuck out to me was that this commenter is really demeaning everybody in the thread. Uh, I don't know about you, but imagine just going in front of a, a group of people who are talking about worship music. Maybe it's at church or something. And you just all of a sudden say, you people are so crazy. You're just drinking the Kool-Aid. You know, you are just silly. You guys don't know what you're talking about. You're just you're lukewarm. And you just you're after the sticky sweet consumer ready stuff, you know. <laughs> it's hard to be rude on accident <laughs> or rude like play a rude person, I guess. But anyways, it, just imagine doing that, and I, I mean, just imagine the responses you're gonna get. People are not gonna care what you have to say. There's just they're not. They're going to think, that guy's crazy. I'm not going to take anything that he has to say seriously because he's de- he's just demeaning everybody for no reason. You know, instead, that person could have just said, there are issues right now in progressive American Christianity. Uh, and I think it's a, a real issue that, you know, the church has strayed away from biblical values and They've turned to embrace postmodernism. I, you know, I just think it's a, an actual issue. You know, you might say something like that. People might actually listen to you. They'll probably respond to you and give you their point of view. Um, so, thought that was an interesting comment. Another one, uh, and this was another. The topic of the post was 
Hillsong. So it was just a Hillsong post. And the comment said, Ditch Hillsong, bro. <laughs> it's like, wow. You know, you're really winning them over there. It's like, great, great argument. Ditch Hillsong, bro. I mean, it's not extremely rude, in my opinion, but it's there's just nothing there. It's like, just ditch them. But, I mean, they need a reason, obviously. So, obviously, in that situation, instead of saying ditch Hillsong, bro, say, hey, brother, I, you know, I, I see you posted this Hillsong song, and, you know, you may be asking for feedback on it. Uh, just wanted to let you know about some of the issues that Hillsong has. Uh, you know, that church is a church that preaches the prosperity gospel, uh, which is so, so dangerous. Not It's nothing that should be taught. It's false teaching. And so the content that's coming out of Hillsong is, is going to be similar to that. Uh, you know, it's, it's not a, a ministry that you would want, you know, your church funding by using their music and reporting that to CCLI that they're using it. So you might say something like that. Open up a conversation. You, you don't have to go into extreme detail. You know, you could also say, you know, what is it about Hillsong that you like? And that is going to be a lot more effective, but ditch Hillsong, bro. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm. So this was another post in the same group. And this person said, they were talking about Hillsong or, or one of the NAR groups. I'm, I'm just going to be vague, and um, that's all I'll say on that. But the person replied to a comment and said this. And the, you know, they, they tagged the person, right? So person tagged, I've been a pastor in, and in ministry for over 20 years, as well as had my first book go to number two on Amazon. So there's that, LOL. If you follow this guy's theology, then my advice to you is you better study your Bible more. Oh, man. So basically, it's just saying, look at me. I am high and mighty. I have all the wisdom in the world. I went to number two on the Amazon list, and you need to study your Bible more. I mean, I don't know about you, but looking back uh, in the past when, when people were warning me, um, you know, or even just listening to content that was warning, it wasn't that kind of stuff that would even make me think about it. I mean, if I heard someone say that, I would just say, wow, you know, that makes me want to listen to Hillsong even more because you've got people on on this side that's telling me to not listen to Hillsong and Bethel. They're just acting like complete and total arrogant jerks, honestly. I mean, why would I want to listen to someone who's talking like that? That's just crazy stuff. Just crazy. So thought that was really, really interesting. Those are some really, you know, kind of good ways good examples of some comments that, you know, I thought were pretty lousy. Uh, you know, that's the best way I can put it. Just not caring, you know, not really caring about the person that you're talking to. Just trying to win an argument, really. Just trying to win an argument for the sake of winning an argument. You know, there's no prizes for winning an argument on Facebook. 
There's none. I mean, if you're out to just outsmart someone or just show how amazing your theology is, oh, man, it's just not a good way to go about it. Uh, it's, It's an unwise way to go about it, which honestly means your theology, your theological beliefs may not be as good as you think they are. And as I was saying earlier, we have to examine ourselves. I have to look back at myself and say, wow, what were my motives in that comment? And that's something that, you know, when I made Sound and Worship, uh, you know, I got the idea. I don't know how many people know this. I actually got the idea from Doreen Virtue. She, uh, you know, I had went on her YouTube channel. She was super gracious. I love working with her on that episode. Uh, she just interviewed me, and it was just a really a great experience and, uh, you know, some great things behind the scenes. She was just a, a stand-up person, no issues at all, uh, just a really genuine person. That's That was my experience with Doreen. I would highly encourage you to check out her uh, YouTube channel if you haven't done that. She has some really, really great content, especially around New Age stuff, so... Even if you're like, if you haven't been into New Age, like myself, I, I really never got into New Age stuff, but uh, it's just really interesting and it'll help you answer questions um, uh, to people who may be coming out of New Age or who are in the New Age. That, that is a lot of people today. So check out Doreen's channel. But after the interview, she said, you know, you should start a Facebook group. And I was like, huh. I never thought about that. I just had the Sound of Worship Facebook page at the time. And just the thought, I don't think the thought ever really crossed my mind at all. So I started the page or the the group and, you know, I I was excited about it. And now we're up to almost 1,300 people in the group, maybe even more than that by the time you're listening to this episode. And that's just a great thing. But one of the objectives that I wanted to do in the group, and I wouldn't say that that has gone perfect, but it's gone really well. And that objective is to have a group that is discerning worship music and love. And, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't mean that to be just fluffy or anything, but really genuine love for one another. Um, None of the nasty arguments that are on a lot of Facebook groups because it's just pointless. It's just so pointless. But I wanted it to be different. And I think it has been, like I would say, a majority of the time in the group, I'm blown away by the people who are in this group. And by the way, if you don't know what the group's called, it's, it's called Sound and Worship, Worship Music Discussions. And... Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm blown away by how people respond. Um, just I think the precedent has been set by many of the the early people who are in the group that we are here to tackle a touchy subject, and that can only be done um, with loving motives, with patience, and with with sound argumentation that is based on God's word. Uh, anything besides that is just a waste of time. And, you know, we've had our characters come through the group, and there's been times where 
I, I myself when commented, I've had to say, hold up, man, maybe, maybe you need to chill out a little bit or you should have went about that differently. You know, I've, I've had my failures for sure. But I will say that the group as a whole overall has done a really, really good job. Uh, you, like I said, you're going to have your, your characters. You're going to have some, some comments there that um, you're like, wow, you know, It'd be kind of like the comments I read earlier. It's just like, wow, like, what are your motives? Um, but overall, some super, super good responses to people's questions in the group. So if you haven't joined, uh, request to join on Facebook and just answer the questions. And unless you answer with some blatant heresy, <laughs> we'll let you in. So. I really, really encourage you to do that. Come and join us and join these discussions. But I'm just blown away by how mature and and just a lot of the brothers and sisters that I've met in the group and that I've seen, how they answer questions. It's just, I love it. So, but one of the, uh, I made a post recently in the group and it was really kind of teeing up this episode didn't get a ton of responses on it as of reading it, but I just posted it earlier today. So, um, but I basically just asked, you know, what are some of the things to avoid when we're faced with objections or, you know, when we're objecting to someone's argument about worship music? And uh, I wanted to read the comment of Holly. I won't, uh, you know, put you on blast, Holly, uh, by revealing anything more than your first name, but just, um, just really appreciated your your comment there. And uh, I'll just read the first one. So she said, we should not object based on our emotions. Example, Galatians 5. And uh, I, I cannot agree more. Like if we get our emotions into it, that's when we go wrong. We just, we have to keep our eyes focused on loving our brothers and sisters to the glory of Christ. That we have to do that. Next point, she said, we should not object hypocritically. And and she said, example, Matthew 7. Amen to that as well. <sighs> so easy to be the hypocrite on Facebook when, you know, you're behind the keyboard or behind your phone. And, you know, you have the ability to comment without having to see someone face to face. It's so easy to be the hypocrite and to act like, you know, that you know more than somebody else. Um, so very great point there. She said, we should not object based on our perception of someone's heart or motives. Only their actions are we to object, judge, or correct. Example, Romans 16 and James 4. I agree there. Very, very good point there. Uh, it's hard to know someone's motives, but, you know, judging somebody's actions, that's something that can be done. And um, I think that goes back to the whole using, uh, when we're citing evidence, using evidence from the source. I think that's a great example of a reason to do that, because when you let people speak for themselves, that is the, the fair way to go about it. Next point she said was, we should... Judge slash correct others based on their fruit. Example, John 15, Matthew 7, Hebrews 5. Could not agree more there. And she said, we should not refrain from holding each other accountable. Example, Matthew 18, 1 Corinthians 6. Love that comment, Holly. Really appreciate your input there. 
uh, I could not agree more that, you know, even though we do have to be kind, uh, we do indeed need to correct each other lovingly, you know, gently, especially our brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, I know we've all needed correction. I need it all the time. So, uh, you know, receiving that correction from someone who's genuine, who is uh, who is not being, um, you know, harsh or snarky or rude, uh, it's much, much more easy to accept that correction, you know. So great, great points there. I wanted to point out another comment that um, was from the group. And this is from Nick, and I won't put you on blast either, Nick. But it was a post about Phil Wickham in the group, and um, Nick just commented. I just thought it was a good just kind of textbook way to respond, especially online. He said, and, and of course, realize it's in the context of a reply to a post, but he said, quote, Like others have said, he's fully associated with and endorses Bethel and Elevation. His music is heartfelt, but his theology is very misplaced. His parents were part of the Jesus movement in the 70s, and he grew up in a very very affirming signs and wonders environment. Much of his music reflects this, if you look at the lyrics. Lots of me-centered, romanticized language about God. What stood out to me about that from Nick was that he was just, just given a simple comment. He gives his reasoning, and he's polite. He's not... You know, he's not, he doesn't have uh, 16 capital letters and 15 exclamation points following it, you know, like he's yelling or something like that. He's just given his argumentation, given his reason that he would uh, not recommend someone use Phil Wickham's work. And it's just, it's nothing personal for him. He's just commenting, helping out a brother and sister, giving his reasoning. And I just love that comment. And there's just that comment and so many other comments in the Sound and Worship, Worship Music Discussions group that are just great. So everybody, you know, if you if you are passionate about the topic of worship music, check out the group. Uh, even if you just come to just see what people are talking about. And and or if you're the person that wants to add an, another polite uh, opinion of yours on a post when someone's asking a question or something like that, be that person. Be that person. And in any group on Facebook, especially the Christian groups, it's so needed. I mean, if you, you can just, you can look up any Christian group right now. It, I'll tell you, it didn't take me long to find those examples from earlier in the episode. It did not take long at all. Just a few minutes, really. Maybe 10 to 15 at the most. Just scrolling through some, you know, some old comments on a, an anonymous group that was supposedly a Christian group. Uh, and let me make this clear. I'm not saying that the ad, this is the admin's fault or the creator of the group's fault or anything like that. It's just, it's just Facebook. It's comment culture. And us Christians, we have to, go about it differently than the world does you know we're not trying to own each other but I would say just keep that in mind when when you're uh, seeing someone online that is objecting you and your point of view on worship music and this issue 
keep in mind that there's a way to respond and there's a way to not respond. You have plenty of time too. Like when someone, you know, makes a post or a comment, you do not have to just immediately reply. I, I wouldn't. I would think about it for a minute. Um, I say that when I am, you know, I'm, I'm always having to examine myself on this because just it it's hard. It's not easy. It sounds like it would be, but it's not. It's not that easy. But I find that when I'm taking my time, when I'm being quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger, I can give a much better response and not be unnecessarily rude. Uh, there is a time to be firm, you know, definitely. Even online in a Facebook group, there's a time to be firm on the truth. Uh, we shouldn't budge on the truth at all. We should be willing to correct our brothers and sisters. I can tell you that's something that I struggle with, uh, you know, and it, it's part of just kind of growing up in an environment where you just didn't criticize people's beliefs. And that's kind of how the country is in, in America nowadays. You just don't, you know, it's it's just kind of this unwritten rule. Do not criticize anyone's beliefs. And that's a dangerous place to be in where we can't do that, uh, when we can't lovingly challenge each other's beliefs and even when it comes down to, to um, little subsections of, of the church and church topics, you know, we have to be able to politely and lovingly, gently correct our brothers and sisters. And we have to be able to receive that correction too. Uh, I wish I would have started Sound and Worship way earlier than I did, but I was a stubborn one who really didn't want to receive correction. To my shame and that, yeah that's a shame that's a shame so it goes both ways thank you guys so much for listening to this episode uh, i enjoyed it um as i mentioned earlier my little girl may very well it depend on when you're listening to this especially if you're listening to it on the day that it was published she may very well be in my arms right now and i cannot wait for that I love her already and just just so blessed to be her dad. And so pray for us if you don't mind. Um, pray for our little boy too, that he won't <laughs> be jealous or anything like that, that he'll just be a good big brother. Um, I know many of you can relate to that. So thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of the Sound and Worship Podcast. See y'all.